1: I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I heard that, I did hear, uh, it, it sounded like the Browns were a little caught off guard with just how bad Deshaun Watson was.
2: Uh, it was pretty bad, yeah. Um, I, I, I. Listen, I expected there to be rust. I think a lot of people expected there to be rust for Watson, but I don't think many people thought it would be that bad. And maybe we were all naive Just because the last time the guy stepped on the field, he threw for like 5,000 yards and, you know, whatever it was, 40 touchdowns or something stupid like that. I mean, it was insane. And that guy that did what he did against the Houston Texans looked like a, you know, practice squad, fourth string quarterback that's never going to play in the NFL. Like that, it looked like a
1: bad preseason backup quarterback. And it feels like... It, it feels like at least for the little bit here going in the future, the best thing for Deshaun is that the rest of the team keep picking up the pieces the way they did against the Texans. Because the longer it, – it, I think that's – I don't know if it's going to be uh, – I, I think now that we saw what we did against the Texans. At some point, I'd like to see that franchise quarterback. But at some point, he's going to have to do something down the stretch if they are going to make a playoff push here. But – I think fortunately for Deshaun, this team they're going to play this week uh, after his debut is a team that uh, the Browns have had a lot of success about, and more importantly, that that this Bengals team has not really stopped the the Browns and the best pieces on the Browns, including Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Well, and, and listen, Joe Burrow talked about that this week. I mean, he he knows how good that miles Garrett is. And he's, he's a look, he's aware every single play. Where's number 95, like where's 95 at, he's got to be aware of him. Uh, And that's great. I mean, that's, it's really good for the Browns. And I think that we own a little bit of, we, uh, I think miles owns a little bit of real estate inside Joe Burrow's head when it comes to that pass rush, because he's seen it now for a couple of years. Um, And and listen, they're going to need that because Burrow, as uh, Albert says, you know, is, He's kind of kind of disrespected, you know, in the league a little bit. Doesn't get the hype that Mahomes gets. Doesn't get the hype that, that Josh Allen gets. But every bit is
1: talented. Yeah, it, it. There's no way. There's no, right. There's no way the Bengals can just uh, put Jonah Williams on Miles Garrett and expect that to be enough this week, right? No, because they didn't chip. They didn't send extra help that side of the field. Like they really didn't help. Any of that left side of the line uh, uh, on Monday Night Football, and I just, and, and by the way, the more I thought back on it, the, and I, I probably can go back and watch more of the the older games, but I don't remember them doing that hardly at all in previous years. And I, I got to be honest, that's a fireable offense. Like <laughs> if you if you know that all these teams of the NFL are having success at least slowing down Miles Garrett by chipping and double teaming him and triple teaming him and that the rest of the defensive line is dookie uh or not, that's not fair that they're either underperforming or they're at least guys that you don't have to worry about the way you do miles if you know that and two times in a year where you're trying to follow up a, a AFC championship if if you, two times in a year you don't like you You wouldn't do this to Joey Bosa. You wouldn't do this to Nick Bosa. You wouldn't do this to TJ Watt. Like, what the hell are you doing?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's on Zach Taylor, right? At at that point, like, Zach Taylor's got to make adjustments and realize, hey, how are the Browns beating you? Well, it's pretty simple. It's one guy.
1: I think that's going to allow us. We're not going to do it right now because we just – it would be a waste of a great topic. Tomorrow, we're going to have to bring back Lima's Zach Taylor-Kevin Stefanski topic. From the offseason season, because um, I think it's a fascinating time to reevaluate. Because I think most people would say Zach Taylor, given that the Bengals are eight and four right now. If the Browns move to f- six and seven, and the Browns get another win, and 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 Zach Taylor would be then six and or yeah, sorry, zero and six against uh, Kevin Stefanski in his last six games, I would imagine. I would imagine. That answer would change. But I also wanted to get to something. Did you see who uh, Luke Fickle hired as as his offensive coordinator at Wisconsin? I saw.
2: He hired the OC from North Carolina.
1: Yeah. So it's funny because up until this last year, there was not a lot of love for Phil Longo in, uh, in Chapel Hill because the offense had been kind of one-dimensional and there wasn't a lot of development on some of the skill positions around Sam Howell. But this year... What he did with Drake May is every bit as impressive as what Joe Brady did with Joe Burrow uh four years ago in Baton Rouge. Like it is what I, for a guy Drake May had never started a college football game. And I and I just I'm just gonna say it right now. It's an absolute it's laughable Drake May isn't a Heisman finalist, and it's laughable to me that he isn't the Heisman guy. That's how friggin' good Drake May was this year. And oh by the way, not a coincidence, it's the best season Mac Brown has had back in North Carolina.
2: Yeah, I mean Drake May looks like a an NFL draft pick at some point, right? I mean he looked amazing this year. Uh even even when he didn't have a great game in that final game against NC State, they still did enough um, nearly pull off the game in in overtime, but uh, yeah, I mean that's. It seems like Fickle's doing a really good job putting together that staff.
1: You also saw the uh, the
2: Jim Leonard news, right? Uh, well, Leonard's not staying there. I saw that, but is he going somewhere else?
1: No, no, no. So it, it was that he will coach through the uh, the bowl game, the bowl game, but he will not be back in 2023. I think if you are a you or, want a hot take, uh, I'll give it to me. Give it to me. Uh hot Give take it to me again. <laughs> How about Jim
2: Leonard coaching at Purdue?
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And 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 uh Brom has them at a good spot to take over. I like the see, I was thinking you're gonna say Jim Leonard is the Browns defensive coordinator next year because I would do that as well. I mean I, I listen.
2: My boy Ashton Yabode from Ohio State, remember Ashton Yabode. Yep. He is currently the cornerbacks coach at Purdue and worked on uh, Leonard's staff in Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. we all, Jim, myself, and Ashton, were all teammates with the Bills. And I, I don't know. I mean, I assume that Ashton's maybe going to leave Purdue now that Brom left, but Maybe he stays. What, what if Jim Leonard hired him as DC or something?
1: God, I would love me I'm some just,
2: Jim Leonard. I, I'm just all about Jim Leonard getting the head coaching job.
1: I'm just all about him getting the defensive coordinator job because then you could give me the good, good access, right? You you, you know, we get him here and all of a sudden I'm friends with Jim Leonard because you're friends with Jim Leonard.
2: Dude, you know what's so messed up is how old we are because – and and also amazing that Jim Leonard played as long as he did in the NFL because there, I remember – you know, Jim Leonard and I, like, roomed together on the road in Buffalo. And dude played 10 years. And at the end of his career, remember, he played for the Browns. And I remember doing Browns TV stuff where I was literally interviewing him. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, this this shouldn't be. <laughs> this guy's still
1: playing. Well, not just that. It was – he had one year of, uh, of assistant coaching before becoming the defensive coordinator at a major – major uh, Power 5 school yeah. in Wisconsin. And oh, by the way, his defenses almost always were electric in Wisconsin. You know what? Listen, I I hate this because of what it would mean for North Carolina, and I'm a huge fan of Mac Brown. The college football world would go up in flames if now that Phil Longo's going to Wisconsin, uh, Drake May got into the portal.
2: Uh, guess who's looking for a
1: quarterback, Wisconsin and Ohio state. Let me tell you something. Graham Mertz ain't it. Can you imagine Like, cause uh, you know, I think we can all look back at Wisconsin, whether it was with Chris or, uh, Bielema or, I mean, even Barry Alvarez. Sometimes it was almost exclusively the quarterback limited them. They never really had that guy, even even kind of Russell Wilson was kind of just treated like a that guy. Drake May going to <laughs> Wisconsin. I, I'll tell you, the the Big Ten title game next year would not be a a cakewalk. I, I think I think you put Drake May with Phil Longo with in Wisconsin with a team that they have. I They're think Luke, Luke Fickle could contend for a national <clears throat> title next year.
2: Oh yeah, I mean they, they could be a top fifteen, top ten team, no doubt. Uh, if they if they get a quarterback. I mean, they've got good players. Now, again, these rosters all change, like, overnight because of the portal and stuff, but uh, the players that were there this year, I mean, they were, they were good enough to win. They just didn't have a quarterback. I, I don't know if I told you this story. It's kind of funny. So, like, we were up there doing our meetings with Jim Leonard on Friday before the game uh, a couple weekends ago, and we're walking out of the stadium, and we've got our ESPN coats on, and some dude who works in the stadium sees over to us
1: all right he's uh like real quick dusty you broke up there what'd what, you say bud
2: what no I, I was just telling a story so so there was this guy that worked at the stadium in wisconsin and he he comes over to us and sees we were working at espn and he goes you know what we're gonna lose tomorrow to minnesota you know why because our quarterback sucks ass <laughs> what was the reaction he's like i got 1500 on the gophers money line
1: yeah, Graham Mertz has already
2: gone in uh, the.
1: Yeah, yeah, not good. Graham Mertz has already gone in the portal, and he might be one of those guys that doesn't have a landing spot when it's all said and done. Would you want? Uh, actually, you know what? The more I thought about it, Ryan Day versus Luke Fickle for Drake May's services, and again, completely hypothetical. That how how that would be received. In Columbus, if if Luke Fickle and Phil Longo took him and Ohio State wanted him, would be really really interesting. Considering that there are already a, a few locals and uh, maybe a certain media cabal in Cleveland that are, that are already hungering for Mike Vrabel in Columbus.
2: That would be fascinating. Um, what yeah, what what are the Buckeyes going to do at quarterback?
1: I know they like the kid that's behind C.J. Stroud, but He's not on the level of Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud, and it just feels like Ohio State's now the place where they're going to go shopping for that big transfer quarterback, right?
2: I mean, if you're any big program at this point, don't you always kind of shop a little bit? And Unless you've got the guy that's – I mean, how many teams – Go out there and recruit the 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 five-star quarterback, and that guy ends up staying for all three, four years and being the quarterback. It just doesn't happen
1: anymore. Yep. 216-578-0092. Uh, oh, man. I, I don't even want to do it. If if Luke Fickle beat Ra, Ryan Day out for the services of Drake May, and if you don't know who Drake May is, please YouTube it. He's amazing. Uh, what would the reaction be? I asked the question... Will anyone ever be as big as LeBron in Cleveland again, or will will a Cleveland athlete ever be as big as LeBron? And I wanted to give you a chance to to answer that before we got into kind of an extension of that conversation.
2: Uh, I would say no, uh, and for a few reasons why. I I think number one, LeBron is and will go down as you know a top two or three player to ever play the sport uh in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean any any played in Cleveland. Uh so like that's I, I don't I, I can't see us having another player play any sport professionally in Cleveland that will go down as like literally being that big of an icon. Um and then you add in the fact that the kid grew up in in kid he's two years younger than me. <laughs> The guy grew up He's just a kid from Akron, right? Yeah. <laughs> just
1: a so, grown-ass man from Akron.
2: Just a grown-ass, you-know-what, from Akron. So he, uh, you know, grew up around this area, Northeast Ohio's own, and then delivered the championship. You know, the first title in 50 years, you know? So, like, I, I, you can't write a, a better story over LeBron or an athlete than this particular situation it was the perfect storm I just don't think and, and I, I know you're going to bring up Deshaun Watson maybe in some other players here Browns players and and maybe maybe future players I don't know but no I, I don't think so I think he, he he will go down as the the biggest Cleveland icon sports icon of all time
1: yeah I don't know just to one of you, one of the points you said there I don't know how any title even a Browns title Which, I mean, the the Browns have literally never won a Super Bowl. They've never been to a Super Bowl. And the last NFL championship they won was in 1964. So even that, I don't know how that can be bigger than 2016. Because of him being from here. Because uh, the fact that he came back. Because it ended the the 51 year championship drought in cleveland like in some ways the best thing to happen to that title in terms of legacy the best thing to happen was that the the uh, indians lost the world series that year cuz then like if we had, if, if right now you and i were sitting here and like well you know, lebron had the title and that ended the drought but then 3 months later 6 months later uh it would be 6 months later the the uh, indians then turned around and won a championship, it almost would have cheapened it. But, like, to this day, like, it 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 stands alone as not just the greatest moment in Cleveland sports in, in my life, but just one of the most meaningful moments. And I think, like, we've had some people send in some names. Like, uh, uh, I had a couple people on Twitter say, what, what a Jose Ramirez. One, No. Because um, Jose Ramirez isn't a global superstar like LeBron right. is. Like, he might be very, very popular in Cleveland, but he'll never be as big as LeBron. And we're talking success-wise, and we're talking um, popularity, but Cleveland and beyond.
2: Yeah, it, doesn't, it wouldn't matter if, if Ramirez helped the Guardians win a World Series. Like, it, it just it doesn't matter. Like, LeBron is, like you say, a global icon. Is Not it a just hot... Go-
1: Sorry, buddy. No, you're good. Is it a hot take to say that a baseball player, like any Guardians baseball player, will never catch LeBron? It's impossible. I agree. I mean, I, I just, I one, I don't think, I, I think it's clear, Cleveland, the, the, the Guardians organization tends to take a backseat to even the Cavaliers. And two, no baseball player that I know alive has even half the cachet that LeBron does, like Aaron Judge, doesn't have half the cachet, the the global brand that LeBron does. Mike Trout is Mickey friggin' Mantle. Doesn't matter. You you ask people to pick out uh, Mike Trout out of a lineup, they probably couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm just
2: trying to think. I mean, who would who could have even been that for a Cle- like if Barry Bonds were in Cleveland or, or Jeter. Like- yeah, I don't know. I mean, but Jeter's the captain and, and won championships. I, I just, I don't know. No, I, I. The answer is no. The answer is no one will ever touch LeBron, and that's why last night they did a tribute video. Tribute video again, and guess what? They'll do another one if he comes back again.
1: Well, and I think because you know, I I saw Twitter. You saw Twitter. The reaction yeah. to those tribute videos was what for some people was very jaded and cynical and I mean you know this you were downtown last night buddy you went to the game the vibe in downtown for for LeBron James to return as a Cleveland Cavalier I'm sorry as a Los Angeles Laker against a good Cavs team mm-hmm. it had it had like LeBron is coming home vibes like it was electric and it was packed last night so like they'll stop doing it when LeBron stops being that important here, and I think, or, or uh, not not just important, because it's not like, there are people that hate LeBron, and you know what they do? They still watch him. Because that, even now, even though he, he hasn't been in the NBA Finals in uh, going on three seasons, even though uh, the Lakers have sucked the last couple years, it doesn't matter. The dude is still ridiculously relevant, popular, and, and, and known.
2: Yeah. And, and, and he's done so much. And, and it's funny, you know, every time I go to the arena, you, you can't help but look up to the rafters and see the 2016 banner. And it brings back memories of, of what that team did and what LeBron was able to accomplish along with a bunch of other really good players. And like even last night, like there were some guys there that were, were, um, there were a couple people that were sitting like around us that were like booing LeBron, and then remember the drunk a hole I told you about last night? Yeah, he actually like shut the guy down. He's like, we he's, the guy brought us a championship. He's a, he's a he's a freak of nature. He's from Cleveland. He's from Akron. Like you know, like people still loved LeBron, and I, it was funny. You know, LeBron goes to the free throw line last night, and like in the past when he'd come back with the Miami Heat. It would be super loud with boos and things like that. It's not like that anymore. I mean, there may be a few, but it's not overwhelmingly uh, loud with people booing LeBron. And if those people are booing LeBron, they're just – just you're just an idiot. You're a hater.
1: I did say earlier, Dustin, that I think uh, the only way I can kind of construct uh, it, like a, a profile of somebody that might even come close – to LeBron's popularity, and again, it's it's not just a Cleveland thing. It is literally being the the uh, either first, second, or third best basketball player of all time. It is the fact that he is a hometown kid. It's winning four titles, winning the first title here in fifty-one years. All of those things, his fil- if, uh, the off the uh, court stuff, the philanthropic stuff. That's all this giant this giant ball of LeBron that kind of describes his popularity and his relevance. The only thing I could come close to is or might come close is if the Browns have a quarterback and that quarterback has a ten to fifteen year run where they win multiple championships and are and are seen as what Brady's been seen as in uh in, in Boston and Tampa, what Aaron Rodgers has been seen in, in Green Bay, uh what Mahomes is now in Kansas City. That to me is the only way that an athlete might come close. Yeah, even then, it's it's not close. So you think like it's, four Super Bowls that won't?
2: I mean, okay that that is a, a total uh, ridiculous hypothetical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's what I'm here that
2: for. If if that happened, okay, maybe I'd consider it.
1: How many champions How many? How many uh, Super Bowls does the quarterback have to win?
2: I mean, listen, it, it's hard to say at this point. I mean, if somebody, if Deshaun Watson were to win a Super Bowl in Cleveland, I mean, he's he's definitely up there as an all-time Cleveland icon. Uh, if if somebody won two, you'd probably start to consider it. I was just being being funny because you said four. It's like that's just insane. I mean, what do we? What do we? What are we? The Buffalo
1: Bills here? No, they lost four. I Sorry. You, <laughs> no. I didn't mean to take and, that and shot. And by in. the way,
2: no, it's okay. And by the way, Jim Kelly, legend.
1: 216-578-0092. Uh, will any Cleveland athlete ever be as big as LeBron? In Cleveland and otherwise. And uh, there's something you and I didn't get to talk about yesterday. A fan faux pas. Uh, John Vacari, who was doing updates earlier today, told us about... Uh, to, that he saw a fan wearing a LeBron Laker jersey with the Cavs City Edition hat on, and I, I of course, I've done this bit for a while. Charming or Chach? I wanted to know where you stood on that.
2: Uh, chotch.
1: Really? I thought I because I would have thought you would have been on board with that.
2: No, I'm I'm not interested in that stuff. I mean, just just just
1: pick one or the other. But it's all LeBron based, right? And that, because that's how, that's what I inferred it to be, is that, well, he's he's probably a Cavs fan, and he's probably a LeBron fan because LeBron was a Cav and you know the title and all that.
2: Well, listen, just wear your LeBron Cavs jersey if you want to.
1: What if he doesn't have one? What if what if, what if he just what if he? Because I, I don't know the age of this young man or person. What if uh, what if they're twenty one and this is the first LeBron jersey they could afford? I don't know why I'm going down the rabbit okay. hole and selling this so much.
2: I don't know why you're making me like now feel like 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 a <laughs> a, a, a piece of crap because like the the
1: guy maybe like have no money. Yeah, he's poor. And, and this is and you're just you're just be. you're looking down your nose at poor people here, Dustin. And that's not what I'm we do not. at this station. I'm not. I'm um, poor. Yeah, I actually think it's Chotch. I do. Okay, but mostly right. because like you can't be a Cavs fan and be a Lakers fan. Like I make it I make it very apparent. That I am a LeBron fan, but I I will not and will never have a Lakers jersey because the Lakers symbolize how, for fifty years, the NBA has been rigged. And and I'd say NBA. I'm talking about um, players preferring to go there and play for that organization. I'm talking about the myth of the Lakers and Celtics. I'm talking about uh, the NBA's own love of that. Uh, the, the the focus on that rivalry, like it, it is, small markets have been screwed over in the NBA time and time again, and players have been always uh, reluctant to leave. And then, like right now, like if LeBron was still in Cleveland, and the last two years the Lakers had, uh, or the the Cavs had played the way the Lakers have the last two years, LeBron would have asked out of a, for, with a trade. He would have, because nobody wants to lose in a small market, right? But yet right. it's okay in L.A. Palm trees and Laker lore and all. I and I hate it. So yes, I think it's very very josh. And yes, I hate the Lakers. And in case you can't tell, I hate the Celtics too. Do you think LeBron
2: was was looking at the Cavs roster last night as he was losing by fifteen points and said, "Damn, I wish I was on that team."
1: Yeah, I I, I can't imagine the guy who used to scream at Dion Waiters and the guy who was so competitive, he got Joe Harris traded because he was taking up a roster spot for some old-bones NBA player that might be able to help the Cavs. I can't imagine that that guy has disappeared, and all of a sudden LeBron is completely content to play on a garbage franchise and with a garbage I mean, team.
2: I, I mean, Austin Reeves, who it, who looks like he's straight out of a 1980s um, like Duke highlight video. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting run for them.
1: Yeah, he's a. He's, I mean, that guy's got a punchable face, by the way.
2: He, when he <laughs> it, is, it was so funny to watch Donovan Mitchell strip him and then go down and just slam it and then flex on on Austin Reeves. I felt so bad for the guy. I'm like,
1: yeah. Now he got that BS call on. Wasn't it Mobley? I'm not. I'm not struggling to remember who it when he. There, no, it was Lavert. He he barely got any contact and he just basically put up a shot and then flopped like a little bit and the refs yep. called the N1. I was so pissed at that. That's such a stupid non-basketball call. It had no business being called We really
0: need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone fifteens, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone fifteens? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone fifteens on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.